Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial Episode 42. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. It is our Thanksgiving episode, I guess you could call it, and in light of a couple more serious episodes over the past couple weeks, we thought, well, fuck it, let's do something a little lighter. Let's not talk about ISIS. Let's. I'm not sorry, ta- who? Let's not talk ISIL. Let's who? not. <laughs> let's not talk about <laughs> stories that depress us about how the world is doomed. Let's just have fun. All right. So, so uh, no talking about Laura's sex life. hey hey why are you already lashing out at me i haven't done anything to you yet (laughs) i have a i have a who garden here i don't drink beer too often when i record anymore but yeah who garden is very very nice i was so i have been a firm believer that who garden is pronounced ho garden but then i bought a 12 pack over the weekend and I was shocked to find that right on the box, they have a pronunciation guide now. Maybe because oh. fuckers who don't drink beer are have, have been saying it wrong the entire time. Yeah, it's spelled H-O-E, garden, so you assume it's ho, like Laura's a ho. But it's actually right. who garden, like who is Laura? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it used to be, it used to be... Ho Garden, back when my name was actually part of the title of the beer, it used to be called Laura is a Ho Garden. Um, yeah. But for professional reasons, I had to distance myself from that. So now it's just the Who Garden. Ho. Now it's go to hell, Who? Andrew. Stop insulting me. <laughs> yeah, now it's go fuck yourself. So do mm-hmm. we have an update on our uh, raffle? We oh, do. Laura? As a matter of fact, the raffle ended on Sunday night and our winners were announced. They are Allie, Joey, Vivs, Joshua, and Kevin. Um, all One of them has not replied to the email yet, so if you just heard your name and you haven't surprise. checked your email, surprise, bitch! You should probably check your email. Um, but yes, these people have all won a free month of Patreon. They'll be getting access to it during the month of December. It's going to be a lot of fun. Woo-hoo. I'm excited for them to uh, join us over there. Yeah. So before we get to, we have a lot of games planned, but before we do that, wanted to talk about Thanksgiving and Black Friday. You guys have 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 plans for Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. I, I plan on eating. I don't know. What do you guys got going on? Same. I used to always go home for Thanksgiving, meaning I would fly across the country and then fly back and then fly back again to collect from Santa. And then last year I stopped doing that. So in these past two years I've done a Friendsgiving. And I love Friendsgiving. It's more fun than Thanksgiving. Yeah, because you like the people you're with. Yeah, it's just oh. it's it's lighter and it's um I don't know. Thanksgiving with the family can be a little not serious, just I don't know. I can't talk mm. about dicks at, at Thanksgiving, but I can at Friendsgiving. No, See, Andrew, this is what See, this is this is yeah, this is what's wrong with this country. Like you can't talk about dicks with your family. I, See, I feel really lucky because my family's super relaxed. We don't get all fancy for the holidays. It's just the four of us, and we kind of just like hang out in our pajamas all day. And 
mm-hmm. eat and like play video games and talk to each other and like uh, will occasionally make a dick joke. That's okay at my <laughs> As, house. Well, you should. No, I mean, yeah. that's, that, that's how that's how you do it. That's the new American family. That's right what there. the founding fathers would want. I that's think. exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is my first Thanksgiving, actually. Uh, not at someone else's family. I'm spending Thanksgiving at my boyfriend's family in Florida. So Aww. it's going to be, I know I'm, it's the first time I'm meeting new people while I'm eating. So <laughs> this is going to be a nice way to introduce Matt, myself when I gorge my, myself. It's my first time meeting new people. What the uh-huh. hell? While eating, well, while eating. <laughs> while eating. There's a difference. There's a difference. You, I mean, you got to really like take a gamble when you eat, especially Thanksgiving, because you're at your, your least attractive. <laughs> That's true. True. I think we should all post um post thanksgiving dinner selfies in the facebook group and like not cute selfies but like actually what you look like upward angle selfies of the double chins mm-hmm. okay we're gonna do it okay. i will happily accommodate that yeah i'll, <laughs> I'll right. be drunk enough i won't mind elisa what are you doing are you getting drunk with your father Pretty much. That's what every holiday entails. It. That's <laughs> pretty much every holiday that ends, or every day that ends with day. I'm yeah. I'm going home. Um, my family's really chill about this stuff too. Although I will say, my aunt on my mother's side is visiting. I haven't seen her in a number of years. The last time I did see her was at Thanksgiving about five years ago. And there was a football game on, as there always is on Thanksgiving. And the halftime show included some, I don't know how you describe it. They were like uh, Cirque du Soleil type of dancers. And they were like these guys in skin tight suits and leotards. And she was making, she started making some derogatory comments about gay people. Of course, not even knowing that they're even gay, but she was, she was making some, she was talking some smack. I let the first like one or two comments slide and then I exploded and it was a very awkward night. I retreated <laughs> to my I, – I, I completely, completely flipped out on her. I'm talking like red in the face, my spit flying everywhere. She like had tears in her eyes and I grabbed a pumpkin pie and locked myself in my room. That was the good that you grabbed some pumpkin pie because you didn't know how long you were going to be I didn't there. know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I mean, I, I mean, listen, she's family. I, I love her, but that was my last Thanksgiving with her. So we'll see how this goes. Well, best of luck to you. You should let us know how that goes. So we actually, speaking of family experiences like that, we asked in our Facebook group if any of our listeners had any stories like that that to share, any horrifying stories about Thanksgiving with the family. And we got some good ones. These have been so fun to read through. They have. This is from Lynn. So one time it was my turn to pick something to watch on Netflix. I chose Orange is the New Black after hearing from friends that it was hilarious, but I didn't know much else about the show. My (laughs) conservative family was not prepared for all the nudity and sex in the first few minutes of the pilot. It was not the family-friendly comedy I thought it was, and I'm pretty sure no one expected for the me, being the baby in the family, to choose something so not safe for work. The living room was dead silent. <laughs> my sister saved me by taking the remote, remote to change the show. My TV input was not asked for the rest of the evening. But other than that, we pretend nothing happened. That's always so awkward when you're watching something with a family that's like not really appropriate for family. Oh my viewing. god! Yeah, it's like when it's like when growing up with me, and every time there was like 
a gay character or a gay sex scene or any sex scene or any nudity. And <laughs> you could just feel how tense everybody is. No one's looking at anyone. They're looking at the screen, but you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> they're I... My dad does the same dumb joke every time that happens. When we're watching a movie or something and there's a sex scene, I am 28 and to this day, he will look at me bewildered and go, what are they doing? What's happening? <laughs> What's happening here? And, That's really funny. And then he's like, he'll be like, are they, are they wrestling? What's going on? Yeah. Ah, what's happening under those sheets there, Lisa? I'm like, Jesus, dad. <laughs> that is stop. such a dad thing. That's such a dad joke. I still remember my parents would baby me too with like sex related shit. Like I was never allowed to watch South Park. Um, but I still remember to this day watching it was some music award show or something and my family was watching it and a bat uh, the backstreet boys performed and they're performing larger than life and i still remember one of the backstreet boys kind of pulling up his shirt and showing his stomach when when during the line am i sexual and i just remember looking around the room and being like oh my god he just said sexual and showed his stomach <laughs> It was like a really awkward family moment. It, it was like he, he bent over and showed his asshole or something. It was just like that awkward amongst the family for some stupid See, reason. That was never an issue in my house. Like, like, like I was allowed to whatever I wanted. Yeah. I used to watch Chappelle show with my dad. See, and I think that's how kids should be raised. Not not necessarily with Chappelle, but like, by Chappelle. Just not with shielding them. Like I still I don't know if regret's the word, but I think it's so dumb that my parents, like, no South Park, nothing sexual. They didn't even let me watch Titanic. We had to fast forward <laughs> through the parts <laughs> where oh Rose oh was nude and all that shit. Like, uh What's going it's on so there, It's so tastefully done. She's showing her titties. <laughs> if only you could have said to your parents, no, that's okay. No worries there. I'm not interested yeah, right. in those. I should go to my dad. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, really, Andrew, you should have done what Elisa's dad did to your parents and like do it on purpose. Like find movies where you can do that. Actually, come God. come Christmas next month, I'm going to go to my dad and say, you know, I would have been straight if you let me see Rose naked. And <laughs> do it. Yeah. yeah do it. Fast you forward. Let... It's your fault, dad. You did not let me see those titties. Those were crucial moments. So a couple other stories here. Um this one's short and sweet. Allie, my grandma at the Thanksgiving table. So I hear a lot of women are getting off to Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Love your grandma impression. Getting That's off. That's amazing. I mean, she's not wrong. No. no. This is from Danielle. Another conservative related story. The first Thanksgiving I ever attended with my now husband's very conservative family, the conversation somehow turned to marijuana and my brother-in-law brought up that my husband used to smoke in high school, which made my husband bring up that the person who gave him the marijuana was the brother that called him out and he wasn't as bad as his other brother who had tried all kinds of drugs before he was in the military. His other brother wasn't there, so my mother-in-law called him sobbing about him being a drug abuser 10 years prior, seemingly forgetting that he was now a respected officer with a wife and three children. And I just sat there wondering how the fuck I got into the situation. Oh, man. Wait till they find out all the crystal meth they have growing in their car. <laughs> and uh, finally, this one is just... 
This is from Melissa. Last year, my uncle, who is notoriously a giant conservative, announced that he believes that all gay people should be incarcerated at the dinner table. <laughs> oh, my God. This will be what? unacceptable no matter what. Oh but God. it just so happened that my friend joined us for dinner and he is very obviously gay. And it was a very pointed remark. And I'm sure you can imagine how quickly the night ended for my friend and I. In the years since then, my uncle... My uncle's uncle, who is gay, living in Germany, and his partner of almost 50 years, fell ill, and his partner doesn't speak English to let the family know what's going on from the German hospital. This Thanksgiving, my friend has agreed to come to dinner again and act as a translator because he is fluent in German. I'll let you know how it goes. That's amazing. Well, I mean, he's not, I mean, her relatives aren't doing so good, but it's nice that they have a good friend. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's going to do the translations for the hospital that i think that's really i cool. just i have to say you're you and your friend both sound like saints to me mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the fact that you would once again put yourself in the position of being around somebody with such just horrific views in order to do good for your family i just i think that's great yeah yeah i mean i called my aunt a righteous shit stain <laughs> to her face so you guys are fucking angels so to to put a nice bow on this, I highly recommend that everybody watches the Saturday Night Live Adele Thanksgiving <sighs> dinner oh table skit. Yes, laugh out loud funny. Basically, what happens is exactly like these stories that we're reading. There, the, the SNL characters um, get into fights at the Thanksgiving dinner table, and the girl, the little girl sitting at the table just shrugs and walk, walks over to the CD player and starts playing Adele's Hello. And it instantly cures everybody and everybody's singing and, like, it is just so fucking funny. Oh, it's more than just yeah. singing. Like, they're emulating Adele with that Hello song. And then it yeah. actually transitions into a full-blown music video, like, full-on copy of the music video. Yeah. Like, with, they just eventually, the- like, evolved into Adele herself, literally. Right. They're, they're wearing the wig and it's hilarious. And the nails. <laughs> gotta so watch good. it it's so good i would play it but it doesn't really work as well just audio only you have to see mm-hmm. the video so um thanks day after thanksgiving of course is black friday i we touched on this a little bit in after dark recently but i i uh i don't think i'm gonna do black friday this year good i want to protest you. yeah i i would i think it's ridiculous um I actually heard or I saw a Target ad the other day saying that they're opening at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is bullshit. Yeah. A lot of stores do that now. They, to, to, they're all trying to beat each other, get people to their stores yeah. first. It's it's so stupid. It's sad because the people who work there have to leave dinner with their family to go sell, you know, fucking video games and computer software no exactly and i feel like thanksgiving is you know it's not only a day for you to spend with your family and and just sort of have a really relaxed day but it's also the day for you to fucking eat turkey which by the way puts you to sleep so Mm -hmm. you're robbing people of their post thanksgiving naps yeah you're right it's serious it is a serious problem in our country and you know maybe if you do get the black friday bug then then uh go online I'm done Black Friday. The past couple years, I've done Black Friday shoppings, and both times I have walked away with nothing because every time I look at the deals, I'm like, I don't even fucking need this. Why don't? Yeah, the deals are like that great. It's not that good. The deals are like if you need a new TV. Yeah, but a new TV, like you have to be the first five, Mm -hmm. and so you have to camp overnight. Yeah, and it's not even worth it. And also, anything that you can get in the store, you can get online. 
Yeah, you can. All of these stores have their Black Friday deals online. So you can either run in there like a crazy person or you can sit at home in your fucking pajamas. Yeah. And then you then you get to be a fucking douche and tell everybody at work the next day what you did and be proud of it. Like it was some high achievement. Yeah, I waited overnight and I got a TV for $79. No, I mean, I've worked, (laughs) like I said, I said this on the last episode, I've worked Black Friday for many years. And uh, when I was in high school, I worked at one of those big box stores. And I would have to be at the store at two o'clock in the morning because we opened at three for Black Friday. Yeah. And people would literally be lined up outside camping in tents and they would be beating and pounding on the doors as we're trying to open them. It's and so then they would sad. all it was like the Lion King. I swear to God, it was just the stampede. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And you see the videos every year, the security footage of the, the people opening the doors at Walmart and just the stampede. And it's just so sad. I mean, people have died. Like, people have died. literally died from this. <laughs> Camping like actual tents. Like, That's yeah. great. That is that is bananas. And by the way, Walmart. So now, you know, a recent new trend is cyber monday the thinking is it's black friday for everybody going back to work the following monday walmart announced that cyber monday they're now starting on sunday to beat everybody else (laughs) so it's just a mess now none of it's orderly it's just all over the place in terms of the sales yeah black friday in a couple million years it's not even gonna exist i don't think so moving on a couple entertainment (laughs) news stories it's a kind of a slow week because of the thanksgiving holiday but HBO decided to, uh, if, if you want to get in a debate at the dinner table this Thursday, maybe talk about Game of Thrones. They released a teaser poster for Caesar's season six, and it depicts Jon Snow. And he's vertical. Wait, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Apparently oh, it's not. Vertical. It's, I didn't know it was vertical. A lot of people think this suggests he's alive. I believe it based on other evidence we have seen. You mean like Kit Harrington being on the set? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That might be a, a good indicator. What's clever about the poster though is you can't see his eyes, so you can't tell if they're open or not. He does have blood, but he's vertical. He could be tied to a pole, but we know he's or alive. Or he, he could he could be a white walker. That's why they're not showing the eyes. Oh, oh. my god. I'm just kidding. I don't think I've that's never- what's happening. I've never been so excited over like three quarters of a face before. I mean, the poster is nothing but the side of his face with a little blood splattering. But I saw it and shit in my pants. It was just, I don't know. Because you want to fuck him? Cover the, cover the other three quarters of his face. <laughs> she <laughs> wants to sit on I the want face. To sit on his face. <laughs> I just love it because, of course, this is the big question after the Game of Thrones season five finale. And HBO is stirring the pot with this poster. And no, I think it's I think it's great. I honestly I honestly think it's personally I like it because I think it really pisses off the book fans because they have been waiting for so long for any answers of any kind, any teasers. And they get it from a TV series and they it basically I mean it is kind of a spoiler regardless of what what actually happens it's 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 a major spoiler for for the story I don't consider it a spoiler though because HBO has decided to shove it down everybody's faces like this is going to be on billboards 
well just because they shove it down their faces doesn't mean that it's not a spoiler like that's telling you something that was left as a cliffhanger yeah and it still is a cliffhanger because like i said you can't see his eyes you can't tell what's happening around him so i mean he either could be way dead, but he's not <laughs> right either way you know that he's yeah I mean, be we, part of the story we all and knew, there was, but... yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting i'm pumped for it already we're mm. like a year and a decade away and i'm already <laughs> prepared and it's also interesting because hbo's been like oh no he's dead he's totally dead guys he's, d- he's dead he's dead and now they decide to <laughs> really stir the pot oh, i just love it guys the red lady was there she was there at the end of that episode and you know she can bring people back from the dead Oh so maybe my God. he is dead, but she'll bring him back because why would she be coincidentally in the same place? You guys, this is major news. Dude, I have to say, like, after that episode, I, I made a tweet and I was I was kidding. It was a joke. And I said something like, George R. R. Martin runs out of people to kill on Game of Thrones to start, or starts killing viewers at home instead. Yeah. And I got yeah. like several people replying to me being all like, um, well, like, apparently you don't read the books because um, did you not notice who? And I was like, shut the fuck up. It was a joke. Yeah, <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> One other entertainment story. So Mockingjay Part 2 came out over uh, last weekend. Anybody see it yet? No, I did. What do you think? Mm. Nah. I mean, the same thing I felt with the book. Yeah, it was too uh, loyal to the book, in in my opinion, and uh, because well, of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought the uh, the action scenes were good. It was decent. The book was slow, and it was, and and the ending was abrupt. And I thought part two was the exact opposite. Yeah, I just didn't think it made for a good movie. You, you have to really change it to make this work as a part one, part two. Part two just needed more action. There was. It was just more of the same that you saw in part one. I hate to be well, saying this because Elise is looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say like, like for a good portion of the movie, it, it was it was pretty decent. Like the acting was great. the The special effects were were, were pretty pretty on point. Um, I will. Yeah, I, I. You know what though? I'm still looking forward to it because I thought the last film was the best of them all, and everybody everybody wait, disagreed. One? I'm sorry. Part one. Yeah, I thought. For me, part one was the best Hunger Games film of wow. all. Okay, yeah. well, um, yeah. The, You're I'm one of the, I'm the other fan, people. I, I know, I know I'm in the minority, but that gives me hope, you know? I, it gives me hope that I might like this then one as well. you may actually like this one. So I'm, so I'm actually happy for you. Thank so, you! Yeah, I mean, a lot of people okay. are loving it, don't get me wrong. But the, the thing I wanted to talk about was that Mockingjay Part 2 opened lower than any of the three movies that preceded it it opened with 102 million while still a lot that's lower than what the hunger games catching fire and mockingjay part one opened to which is surprising because this is the finale you would think a lot of people would want to show up opening weekend to figure out to to find out what happens Mm -hmm. well i think also i think one of their biggest mistakes was they released it within a year i mean a year after the first film I think what they should have done was what they did with Harry Potter, and they should have released it the next season. So, like, if it was in November for part one, they should have released it in, like, July or during the summer for part two. Because so less it was time, just, yeah. That yeah, I mean, I, because it's, it, it's a long time, especially if you're splitting one story into two parts. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, I mean, if you if you look at Deathly Hollows and you look at Twilight, you'll also see that the part twos of those two films – 
opened higher than the the part ones did. So I think Twilight though did the same thing Hunger Games did though. I think it was like a full year between the two. It was, yeah, it was exactly a year. And that was the same studio as the Hunger Games. So I mean, we're still kind of in uncharted territory with this whole part one, part two thing, but it is yeah, interesting it wasn't, to think now wasn't that the, uh, that sorry. um that they have split the three biggest books now. Like it's it's done. And I mean, they're splitting diver- the Divergent finale too. No, no, that's what I was going to say because I saw a trailer for Allegiant and it didn't say part one. It just said Allegiant. Well, Are you sure that they're splitting it into two films? That because- is because, and this is this is another new move, they are renaming part two. They're, they're not calling them part one, part two. They're calling Allegiant technically part one. They're just calling it Allegiant. And then part two, they're calling Ascendant. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. You serious? Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> oh my god! No, I was lying. <laughs> I did not. No, I mean, I thought this. I thought you were. I thought that, that is that is bonkers. No, I, I thought that was a bad joke you were saying, but you're actually not kidding. Yeah, no, and I think the reason they're doing it is to avoid the part one, part two split fatigue because people just say, "Oh, part two, fuck you! Why are you splitting stuff?" Blah blah blah. So I do think that it's kind of a good idea, actually. But it is still going to be Allegiant Part 1 and Allegiant Part 2. Though, in the case of Divergent, they've diverted from the book so much at this point that God knows what, what it's going to be by the end. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a mess. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, that's Mockingjay. It's been a good run. See you guys um, with the spinoffs. All right, Laura, you have a All game right. for us now. That's right. We're going to pretty much spend the rest of this episode actually playing games in different fun segments. So this first one is called Who Said It? And Who Said It is the game where we give a famous quote and three people who may have said it. Then one of the hosts has to make an educated or maybe not so educated guess about who they think said it and why. So who would like to go first? Volunteer or victim? (laughs) I'll go first. Andrew, you'll go first? Mm -hmm. All right. The quote is... If you're afraid, don't do it. If you're doing it, don't be afraid. And the choices are Mark Twain, Genghis Khan, or Taylor Swift. <laughs> I like they're the all variety. the same. They're all they're all philosophers. <laughs> Who was the first one? Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Uh, uh, and you can you can justify why you think the person might have said it too. You know you can talk through the process. I don't think I well yeah I don't think Mark Twain would say that because it was just like too early to be talking about fear and whatnot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was before there was fear. Yeah, was a, yeah, it was a time better better days, less fear. I'm gonna say Taylor Swift, even though it sounds weird. Taylor Swift. Okay, um, the correct answer was actually Genghis Khan. Ah. <sighs> Is it one, is it one of those three who Genghis. I don't listen to? Damn it. Say what, Matt? Genghis? Genghis. It's Khan. either you can say Genghis or Genghis. Oh, okay. Genghis. It's like yes. a game. All right. So zero points for Andrew so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't worry. There's going to be a bonus round. Yeah, All right. Gonna... Who, would, who would like to go next? I'll go I'll next. volunteer. Okay. Oh, no, no. No, it's okay. At least you on, can go. Come, come go. on, guys. We're professional podcasters. Let's do okay, this. All right, so, just go. Just do it. All right, Elisa, you ready? Yeah. Here's the next quote. Love him or hate him, Trump is a man who is certain about what he wants and sets out to get it. No holds barred. Women find his power almost as much of a turn on as his money. 
Mark Twain. <laughs> what? Yeah, Mark Twain. No, your choices for who said this are Donald Trump, Bill O'Reilly, or Sean Hannity. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone saying this. Um, One of these three said it. <laughs> except, oh, the old, literally the only person who would ever say this about Donald Trump is Donald Trump. I'm gonna go out on a limb <laughs> and <laughs> guess that he said this about himself. All right, is that your final answer? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you got it right. Oh <laughs> wow! I just that was Donald <laughs> Trump on Donald Trump. My favorite part of that is. Women find his power almost as much of a turn on as his money. What do you mean he said this oh. about? In what context was he like stroking out? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, isn't that always the context of his oh life? Oh my god! I, I said Bill O'Reilly because because he he can you know be 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 quote unquote fair to like that sometimes. Yeah, I you know, and I put O'Reilly in there because I felt like this is something he could have said. Yeah. So my yeah. goal is to actually make these choices as difficult for you as humanly possible. Good. It was right. hard. I almost put my Sean Hannity because he's also perpetually high. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, you get the next one. Okay, do here's, it. Give it to me. Here's the quote. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. Don't worry. Yeah. All right. I think it is very good when pe when people suffer. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Wait, I'm not even done yet. I'm not even done yet. Oh, you're not even done. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is very good when people suffer. <laughs> to me, that is like the kiss of Jesus. <laughs> and your <laughs> and your choices are Emerson Sparts. Okay. Mother Teresa or Ted Cruz? God, because like I know for a fact all three of them have said something like this, but I don't know specifically. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I think. To me, that you know, is like the it's, kiss of Jesus. It's not anti Semitic enough for it to be Mother Teresa. And it's got too many words for Emerson Sparts. So I'm going to say Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, is final that your answer. final answer? That's right. All right. I'm actually very sorry. That was Mother Teresa. No. Oh. Yeah. It was Ted Cruz, too. That bitch. Hmm. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Mother Teresa said. Can you repeat this, please? <laughs> One more time. I think it is very good when people suffer. To me, that is like the kiss of Jesus. <laughs> uh, bitch. This car accident I just got in. Has nothing to do with Jesus. <laughs> yes. So, so God. far, the only person who answered their question correctly was Elisa. There is a bonus round here. So all three of you can participate in this to see if you can earn an extra point. Are you ready? Yeah. So we're all answering this one question? You're all answering okay. this one. Okay. Okay. All right. You ready? Mm -hmm. This is a yeah. doozy. All right. <laughs> I have to breathe before I read this one. Yes, please. Okay. Breathe. Your virginity breeds mites, much like a cheese. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Is that the end of the quote? Laura, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you reading? What are you reading? <laughs> are you sure you're not pulling these from Tumblr and fake No, I, I swear to God. 
God. I pulled these these out of like interviews and speeches and like all kinds of stuff. Wait, your virginity, your virginity breeds mites, much like a cheese. (laughs) All right. And the options? The options are William Shakespeare, Louis C.K., or Edgar Allan Poe. Oh fuck. No, that is hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um I'm gonna say Billy Shakes. Okay. I'm gonna say Edgar Allan Poe. That is very morbid. That is a very morbid, dark Edgar Allan Poe thing to say, but you know what? I'm gonna go with Shakespeare too. I'm gonna go with the odd man out in that group. But okay. you're not the odd man. I chose him. I choose him too. Pikachu. (laughs) All right. And Matt, Elisa, you guys were correct. This was William (gasps) Shakespeare. This was actually from Act One. um, Scene. Yes, Act One. Yeah. Um, Scene one of All's Well That Ends Well. Oh, okay. How can anything end well when your virginity Virginity is breeding like breeding mites? Yeah. Anytime when cheese is referenced to anything with your virginity is a bad idea. Yeah, if there's anything cheesy going on in your junk, then you need to go to a doctor. You need (laughs) the middle ages. You need to go to a shower. What if that was a normal thing? Like, oh maybe it smelled like aged sharp cheddar down there. Well, I was I was curious as to why something like this would be said. And I did look it up. And if you guys would indulge me, I would love to share the answer with you. Um, And and even if you don't, I'm going to say it anyway. No, we're good. So apparently back then, it was believed that if you held on to your virginity for too long, like if you didn't get married and start fucking and having kids, that your virginity could actually rot within you. Oh, I can kind of see that. Because your virginity is, is pure. And when you age, your virginity becomes less pure because you're getting older. So you can eat much like a cheese cooch with crackers. Yeah. All right. Here's, here's, I... here's what's weird, though. Okay, is that cheese? <laughs> cheese There's I mean, a number of things, but apart, apart from the fact that we're talking about like Swiss and vaginas, cheese gets better. I mean, aged cheese is like a delicacy. So does that mean if you're like you know seventy year old? version that you're a delicacy and we're going to chow down no i mean i think you need to understand that people didn't live past like 35 back then if they were lucky so it's not like a nice roquefort or a brie it's more like it's more like a more like a semi-soft cheese than it is a hard cheese (laughs) very soft all right well that is how how we play who said it um lisa and matt um well no lisa actually won Elisa won. Matt, you're the second. You're the runner-up. And Andrew, I'm sorry. I don't know. Guess I need to read more. What to say to you. Mm-hmm. No, you just need to spend more time looking up strange things on the internet. Like okay. I do. <laughs> All right. So, so I- let's move on to host confessionals. This is something else we haven't done in a while. So we have the confessional form on our website. Anybody, listeners, can submit confessionals and you can submit them anonymously. And... We've done this once, maybe twice before. We have all submitted to the confessional, hopefully. Wow, this is crazy. And they are going to be read now by Laura, hopefully. And we're going to figure out who said what. 
Okay. So I've got them pulled up here, and I'm going to pull up the first one that came through today. This one says, When I was a child, I poked a hole through the wall of my sibling's bedroom to spy on them. <laughs> okay. Somebody's uh, real fucked up. That could be <laughs> all of us. I could <laughs> any of us doing that. So wait, are we going to read them all first? Or? Under four. <laughs> No, I mean, I think we can all, we can guess that way we can give people time at home to guess along with us and then we can reveal which one was at ours the at the end. Okay, okay. So who do we think said this one? Uh, this I think this like... is Andrew. I think yeah, it's Andrew. I agree. This sounds like an Andrew one to me. Oh, fuck you guys. I was going to say uh, Matt. This sounds like a Matt thing to me. I could see Matt uh, too. Yeah, I could see me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> answer to all of these tonight all right so we all we we have our votes in so we think andrew or matt the next one says this is a very basic one i don't fully understand how to recycle <laughs> oh shit this is this sounds like andrew too <laughs> <laughs> it does. wow go burn in hell <laughs> i know from why. experience guys i'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I think. because i know for a fact laura can recycle <laughs> I, I also know that that's not mine and between the two of you i feel like matt wouldn't care enough so. <laughs> matt would probably just be like i don't get it but whatever you know i don't think he'd take the time to write in about it Okay, uh, I'm torn. I'm torn now. Are we ready for the next one? No, I, well, yeah. my guess is I, I'm going to say this is Matt. Okay. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. The next one. Okay, this is fucking interesting. When I was a kid, I secretly thought I had powers that allowed me to control the weather. Anytime I was at the beach, I would stand in the wake, stare out at the sky, and mutter. <laughs> and mutter total nonsense words that I thought were ancient magical chants. One time, a storm actually rolled in, and I stood in the rain laughing at my own genius. This is Elisa. <laughs> Fucking Christ, this is Elisa. What? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Elisa, too. What does that too. mean? Elisa, no. No, one, no one would care to write as much as you. And that was yeah, this is like a short novel, so I'm pretty and sure this it's was like, yeah, this was a full therapy session. And, and the standing in the rain thing, that's definitely you. What the hell? And magical incantations, like none of us read that much when we were kids. <laughs> Alright, well, fuck it. I thought it was you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, probably. It does sound like something I would do. It, it, does, it also sounds like Matt. Yeah, but I also, I mean, most of these I would be pretty open about. Okay. And the next one, the last one, says, when I was about eight, I used to make my dolls have sex so they could have babies. But I was really polite about it and would leave the room and close the door to give them some privacy. Okay, Matt. <laughs> I'm not even, it's yeah. not even over yet. <laughs> my eight-year-old self decided that 30 minutes was necessary for sexy times. Boy, was that an overestimate. Laura, this, I, yeah. no, this sounds like Matt to, making the dolls have sex. <laughs> um, uh, no, 
Laura, that sounds like you. Uh, I am going to go with Lisa, there was one, there was one time that you were around when I did that, okay? It's not, it's not me. That's true, and it didn't take you 30 minutes, so. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So everybody thinks this is me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fuck fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. Why are you doing that shit? I'm not. All right, Uh, let's reveal. All right. So let's review. The first one was the pr- person who poked the hole in the wall. That was Andrew. me. That was Andrew. That we was got that one. Yeah. yeah. Wait, right. I want. Wait, wait. Are we just gonna let this lie? Are we just not gonna? <laughs> I got like curious, <laughs> and weirdly, my neighbor, an adult. Wait, which sibling were my you? Sister. Side? So we shared. Okay. So we shared a. Our closets shared a wall. And I, like, drilled a hole through the wall with a fucking pen or pencil or something. I didn't even use an actual tool. But this was motivated by my 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 female adult neighbor who, for some reason, encouraged it because I vaguely remember. It was a while ago. But I remember her saying, like, she did the same thing. Then I was like, oh, I should do it, too. And, yeah, I would, like, spy on my sister through the hole. And eventually my parents found it. And I was oh. like, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. That's awkward. That would have been really awkward. Mm -hmm. But you actually drilled through a hole with a pencil? Yeah, it was just, you know, it's... Drywall. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of of house do you live in? Yeah, it's made of paper. Yeah. Wow. Well, then you are... You are are crazy. All right. Yeah. The next one was um, the person who doesn't understand how to recycle. That's Matt. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's got to be Matt. Yeah, that's me. It okay. is. But uh, but but what I find funny is the re- like your guys's reasoning on for why it's not me was exactly the reason why it was that I honestly never recycled in my life and I honestly don't care and I think I should. And in my apartment with my roommates, they all recycle. There are re- separate trash bags for each recycling, and I always get yelled at for putting the wrong thing in. And why I don't. Why do you put I the wrong thing in? Because apparently I don't know how to recycle. I don't know what goes in with what. Well, apparently cans some things go some in things aluminum. Oh no, yeah, but like other things, like plastic, like certain plastics. There's like thing, uh, certain bags can't go into just recycling because they're tainted or they can't be re-recycled because they've already been recycled before. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a horrible person, but I, I don't, I don't those care. Rules, those rules, those rules, they, they care too much. Just throw it all on recycling. Oh, no, 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 no. Recycling like, you recycle, you recycle. Like, there's no halfway point. Okay. All right, let's yeah. look at the next one. Um, the person who stood in the water um, thinking they were Poseidon. This was Elisa. So, I want <laughs> yes. you to recite some of the stuff you said. It was just gibberish, man. Like, there was... It didn't mean anything. I just... If it makes you feel any better, like, if someone, if someone said it was me that did this, they wouldn't have been wrong. Because I have done... I am this kid, too. When I always thought I had magical powers and I would try to levitate things or pretend I that I did. Really, I was really convinced. And when that storm rolled in that one day, I must have looked like a maniac to any passerby seeing like you know this nine-year-old standing in the water <laughs> staring at the sky and cackling <laughs> you you want to know something I mean... really embarrassing i'm gonna tell, i'm gonna tell a story a real quick story um it take five seconds uh when i was a kid at whenever i would go to the beach with my family every time i would come out of the water 
I would pretend that I was a merman becoming human again, coming out of the water. <laughs> That's legit. I mean, <laughs> about right. yeah. Yes. I mean, I was obsessed with that movie Splash when Daryl Hannah turned into human after she was a mer- mermaid, and I thought. <gasps> Oh, what if that was actually me? What if I could? What if I'm actually supposed to be a merman? I just never did. So I would just pretend, and I would have like music playing in my head while I came out, like ah, gay. All right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, who, okay. like, how nobody knew, how no one knew. I I don't know. All right, and the very last one, the person who used to make their dolls have sex for babies. Laura, Laura you creep. <laughs> so. Let Wait, me explain. Thirty minutes. Well, like, yeah. Okay, so I'm no, down. I would, I would like put them together, and I would leave the room and like go play at the park or whatever because I thought they needed that long. You know, like I thought that's what people did, and that's not what people do. Did you know that they weren't real? Yeah. No, I didn't actually think they were doing anything while I was gone. I was just trying to like make their lives realistic. That is a okay. large expectation for. Oh, your- okay, all right, Mit- little Miss Poseidon. I don't want to hear your shit. The fuck? Listen, I can control some shit. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we're gonna move into Devil's Advocate, but we're gonna put a little bit of a spin on it this week in the name of you know a lighter, more fun show. So everyone, I'm going to assign everyone two people. And your job is to convince us of who you think would make the best lover, the best person to bone, so Mm. to speak. Okay. And so obviously, because it's devil's advocate, though, you have to argue the opposite of who you really feel would make the best lover. But here's the spin. I want you to argue your case as though you are a United States presidential candidate and you are arguing... You're trying to convince the public, rather. You're trying to convince the the general population that this is the man or woman that they should bone. So talk to us like you're running for president, and this is one of your policy ideas. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, but so you're going to give us two people. So let's say Adele and Tom Cruise, and then I'm going to pick the one I actually don't want to bone? Yes. Okay. And your job is to convince us, as proud right. Americans... Right. To bone that person. Got it. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Andrew, you're going to go first. And okay. your two your two men are Bruce Springsteen or President Obama. Okay. So I'll pick uh, President Obama. Um, I figured. <laughs> are we timing this? Yeah. Let's time okay. this. Two, two minutes. What? Two minutes. Yes. All right. I'm starting it now, Andrew. I believe in a progressive and diverse America. So that's why I believe we should all start having sex with people whose races don't match our own. This will help solve some of the race issues we have here in America. Everybody's asking, how do we solve them? How do we solve them? This is how we do it. We have sex with the people with races who who aren't ours necessarily so like I, I believe in boning president barack obama this man has always been rock hard when it comes to policy matters and supporting and taking care of our people and i believe that he will have one of the softest tightest 
most beautiful, cleanest buttholes I have ever encountered in my life. He stands for clean air, and thus that will be one clean butthole. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> How much more time? <laughs> uh, uh, I I also believe you know in in taking care of 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 having a clean appearance of taking care of our country. And when you take care of our country, you also have to take care of yourself. So that means manscaping. That means brushing your teeth. And when I make sweet sweet love to Barack Obama, somebody of the opposite race, to promote equality and diversity i will get all of that going on with our president (laughs) he's just rambling until the time runs out i'm saying like a true politician (laughs) (laughs) no but you want clean there you go quality people okay thank gosh (laughs) that was good andrew oh thanks well when i'm talking about men it's very easy very he easy. supports clean air, so he is the cleanest butthole <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, that is some logic. If any of us ever meet the president someday, I pray that we have the guts to ask him about his butthole. <laughs> oh, just right, ask Michelle. She'll tell Laura, you. Laura, you next. Oh, no. Your two choices... <laughs> I was going to make this a lot worse for you, but your two choices are Thomas Jefferson or Jon Snow. Oh. I don't even know. Yeah. It's a tough choice, right? But I thought the whole point was you're supposed to make me talk about somebody I don't want to have sex with. Well, you have to choose, though, because you can only bone one. Oh, God damn it. Okay. All right. All right. I'm ready. I'm going to start. Okay. So I I would like to start out by saying that I really appreciate the question. Um, I think these types of pointed, precise, um, important questions should so clearly be asked during these these types of events. But first, I would just like to thank all of the hosts of Millennial for having me here tonight. You guys are (laughs) spectacular. You guys are spectacular. Um, And it's just, it's really a pleasure to be here and getting to talk to real millennials, real people who understand what the generational struggles are. Um, and, and I think I can kind of relate to that because this is a question that I too struggle over. I think many millennials, oh when, <laughs> posed, <laughs> when posed with the question of whether or not or, or who they would bone between Thomas Jefferson and, and Jon Snow, I think we would all struggle with this because there are you know equal merits to both of them. Um, but, but I suppose I would have to say that if you made me choose, um, I would choose Jon Snow. And that is because I can tell that he is a fierce defender of his people. (laughs) So I know that he would be a, (laughs) I know he would be a fierce lover. And I, I've seen, (laughs) I've seen... I've, you know, I've witnessed firsthand his, um, his, um, tendencies and his abilities for lovemaking. And I just can't say that I've seen the same capabilities out of Thomas Jefferson because Because he's he's dead. dead. So, um, 
yeah, I think that would have to be my choice because I think that would be the right choice for me. And I also believe that it would be the right choice for America. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, ending on the thank you. Oh my God, that's perfect. That was really hard. That wasn't. That was. That was pretty good, though. That was amazing, yeah, and that was way more like, presidential than me. I thought. I mean, clean air, clean buttholes, Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, ra- send us out. All right, Matt, oh your two Why choices. <laughs> Matt, your two choices are Lady Gaga or Carrot Top. You. All right. Oh my god. Laura, do you have a timer set? I do. I do. Let's go. All right. Um, thank you, Elisa. Thank you so much. And and can I just say before I begin that I it is so gratifying and proud to be able to do this show with the three of you. And I think we live in in an amazing country where we can ask these kind of questions and these situations that are just so near and dear to our our values and what uh, what we stand for as as a country. Um, so to answer your question, Elisa, I will have to go with uh, Mr. Carrot Top, and I know that it's it's I've oh, I've said this many times before previously uh, that he is he is he he is what his name is. You know, he is he is a top. He is constantly, oh he is constantly up for the challenge. Um, he will, he, he's, he's the person that you always know is coming. He is constantly <laughs> all the time and he will be here. And when he does, when he does, and he is coming, he, he is, he is not only a master linguist, but he is also a master debater. He's a master debater. And unlike many and unlike many of our potential potential candidates to to be to be our partners in crime if we were to say, he will never pull out. He will always be there. <laughs> and he is coming. He is coming. And he is a a difficult choice. In fact, I would say he's he's very hard. He is very hard all the time. And I I I I think that is exactly what our industry and our our bodies need at this present time. I don't think we need we. My body is not ready for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was great. I like how it ends on my body is not ready. (laughs) For the carrot to penetrate me. (laughs) Oh my god, I never used carrots. You did use top though, so Oh, that was funny, guys. Nice nicely done. Yeah. We have to hear you do one, Elisa, sometime. Maybe on next week's episode. Yeah, I feel like she always manages to wriggle out of having to play her own uh, game. I'm writing it down right now. Uh, Elisa Devil's Advocate. <laughs> I can do it in After Dark. Okay. There we uh, go. Okay. All right. I'll think, I'll think of some folks for you. Thomas uh, Jefferson and me. Oh, oh that's an obvious <laughs> you choice. You just want to hear me talk about how much I want to fuck you. <laughs> um, well, that means you don't want me, though, according to your oh, rules. I, I, <laughs> I do, but I mean, T-Jeff, come on. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, if you have to choose between a living person and some dude who's rotting in the ground somewhere, obviously you choose the dead guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we have a fun question of the week, kind of a fast fire segment. Laura, you came up with a great question for our listeners. And by that, you mean that Reddit came up with a great, great question that I ch- uh, stole from them. Um, the question is, when would be the worst time to start a USA chant? You guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Laura M says a funeral. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, we gather I here can. today to remember George USA. 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 <laughs> Amber says at a World War II memorial. Dot 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 in Japan. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> <God>. ouch! <laughs> oh, my God. That is admittedly a fucking awful time. To <laughs> <USA>. <laughs> yeah, I agree. George says during sex. Now I have to disagree, George. I think that's an awesome time to start Feel chanting USA. Best time. You know what? Actually, I, I this was actually the one that I was going with. That if, if my answer, it would have been after an orgasm. So, this was going to be like, Matt's confessional this week. Yeah, it was. Every time every time I come during sex, I always shout, USA, USA. Yeah, I bet people in the South do it. I think that's too many syllables for when you come. I think when you come, you would just have to go, oh, America. <laughs> yeah, <you're... laughs> well, you, you, you know what? You know what, Laura? You need to ask your dolls this question. I think they would give you the... <laughs> I will. I will. I'll definitely ask them later. All right. Zach H. says, while visiting North Korea... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a good quick... way to get shot. Yeah. In the teeth. <laughs> Bye, Zach. I think North Koreans would be confused because they think we're all dead. <laughs> right. So they'd be like, what? <laughs> Somebody also suggested doing it at the DMZ. DMV? DMZ, the demilitarized zone between oh. North and South Korea. Oh. Oh, that's funny. That's a good way to militarize the demil- <laughs> demilitarized zone, actually. Right. Right. I agree. Emily said childbirth. Yeah, okay. Again, I think that'd be an awesome time to start chanting USA. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like when you think about China and and they limit the kids you can have here, you can have as many as you want. You You can't help but be patriotic. You gotta gotta welcome those kids into the world with the first message being that you are an American. That's right. That's right. That's right. As long as you're just not black, gay, a woman. If you are a white man... Congratulations. USA. <laughs> and Aaron said, while watching the Syrian refugee boats sail away, all the passengers still on board because our country is full of douche weasels. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that one. Yeah, we truly have transpired into a nation of mm-hmm. wusses. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, thank you, everybody, for your suggestions. We kind of posted the question last minute, but as always, you guys came through. Yeah. <laughs> So to wrap up the show, we have one more uh, kind of offbeat segment here. We decided also this is just one big ad for the Facebook group. Yeah. Ask the host. We, uh, you know, most of the time we limit this to associate producer's choice on the Patreon. But since um, we want to do things different this week, we ask people submit some questions in the group. This first one comes from Sarah S. She writes, what two characters from separate series would you ship? Romantic, sexual, or platonic relationship? Ooh. Mm. 
the show is so sexual today by the way it's like no it's 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 like it's like a glimpse into our actual friendship <laughs> matt you're not supposed to tell people about that oh shut up laura and get back in there wait sorry. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i would ship Peta and Zach Efron in High School Musical, whatever his his name was in that movie. Okay. Don't act like you don't know. I don't. <laughs> I'm forgetting. It's uh, it's Troy. Troy, right, it's, right, right. Yeah, it's Troy. Troy. Um, no, wait, look at me. Troy, Troy Bolton. Yes. Good job. Oh, oh man, yeah. I don't know. I've never actually thought about this. I guess, like, probably Elisa's going to be mad at me about this because yep. she, what? Hey, I haven't even spoken yet. But I'm thinking maybe Sirius Black and John Watson. <laughs> no, I'll go with it. Yeah, <laughs> Elisa's like, that's hot. I'd do yeah. it. Fuck it. Sure. All right. You know, well, Lisa, I could see. I could see Remus Lupin and Peta, actually. Now, mm. not not like old ass Remus Lupin teaching in Prisoner of Azkaban, but like you know, younger, pre-genocide Remus Lupin, Marauder days, exactly. Matt, okay. Mm. I see. I have two, and I think the other one is just really. I think it's just a little too graphic and stupid, and and kind of racy. So I'm going to go with the first one. Um. I'm going to go with uh, Edward Cullen and Christian Grey. <laughs> I don't know if those are separate fictional worlds, wink, wink. So no, you're basically giving Edward Cullen a mirror. I think what, what you're, you're saying, me. I think what you're, I think you're trying to tell Edward Cullen. I'm saying a lot himself. of things. Yeah. But I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to read this book? That would, yeah, no. that would be interesting. Only, only if Gilbert Godfrey is reading it to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Next question is from Cody. I want to know what HP character each of you think your co-hosts are like. Ooh. Well, Laura oh. Hermione. What? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's probably accurate. That's fair. That's fair. Wait, no. You can't just, like, you can't just put that off on me and then not explain why. I mean, I love oh, Hermione. You, you, you want me to to compliment you okay you're very no. well prepared well articulated kind of the brat no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> no but see but see i feel like that's just that's a lot like that's a lot of responsibility to put on somebody okay Laura. to say they're hermione I well know, you're hermione so you can fucking take it <laughs> <laughs> all right bitch. All right. uh let's, let's let's do elisa i would say Ginny Weasley, bitch. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck Why? you. Why? Why do you say that? <laughs> because she hates Ginny Weasley. It's not even a joke. I don't like Ginny either. I, I don't think many do. She's um, one dimensional. She's a fucking cardboard box. Yep. Yep. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you your other favorite character, Elisa. Luna Lovegood. All right. We're not going to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Let's move on. I, I, you know, I would, I, I would say you're either Sirius or Dumbledore. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, Dumbledore. What? Dumbledore. I, I would say Dumbledore. Well, because a lot of the things you say are the most insightful uh, that's been said on the show. Yeah, that's man. true. You you are a lot like Dumbledore, minus the like weirdly like racist stuff that he did when he was younger. Yeah, you're like old person Dumbledore. 
Not young person. Except Dumbledore. for falling from a tower. Well, right, you haven't no. done that yet. The knight's yeah. young. Yeah. That's a, talk about pressure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and I will say, I will say Andrew because I will say Andrew is his Harry. Oh, oh, it's so true. <laughs> oh, Andrew, you are oh. Harry. Oh. Like he's like because Harry's kind of like a reluctant leader, but you know secretly he <laughs> fucking loves doing it, and he doesn't want anyone else. <laughs> But he's good at it. Reluctant, but oh, I mean, you're like you guys. Like, I don't need a host. Well, none of you fuckers are gonna do it, so I guess it's just me. (laughs) Andrew's the chosen one. Yeah, we've all accepted it. (laughs) It's so true. You're the you're the center of the group, and the rest of us just you know we sort of um we sort of just like circulate around you we orbit around around you it's it's true you're right yeah i just recorded MuggleCast before this you know what eric said to me after we finished he said it's always so easy with you andrew i said oh that's that's kind of sweet see look at the right there right there (laughs) i'm gonna start andrew from now on i'm only gonna talk to you in harry potter quotes but I'm only going to say to you, I'm only going to say to you things that Hermione said to Harry. And I think Elisa should only say things that Dumbledore said to Harry. Yeah, Andrew, <laughs> you and I have a very complicated relationship. <laughs> yeah, by the way, um, I'm kind of going to make you die. Later. I really, Andrew. listen, no, Andrew, you have to avenge my death. <laughs> I fully expect you right, this, to. This is weirding no, but- me out. Yeah, I know. No, we have to we have to come up with Matt. I've been thinking about Matt for the last couple minutes. Oh, this is easy though. And what else is new? No, no, no. I mean, Matt. I think Matt shares a lot of different characteristics with a lot of the characters. I think he's the twins. Mm. I can see him Mm -hmm. being like Fred or George, whichever one died. Fred Fred is dead. Fuck you, bitch! You're dead too. What, All what right. Well, think, I think Laura? I think that pretty much like I would love to be the twins. There'd be two of me. <laughs> you could you could have sex with yourself. I know that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> All right. Next I question. Oh, we sorry. Pretty accurately, um, this like shows how we feel about each other. By the way, yeah, it's pretty nice. Next question, Hunter. Does it does it ever feel weird that you have a lot of people that feel like they know you even though you've never met? I've been listening since I discovered MuggleCast just before the release of Deathly Hollows. I was in seventh grade, so I've kind of grown up with you, but it feels odd to say that to complete strangers. Uh, no, I, I think... Go I ahead, Matt. No, go. I mean, I, I never found it to be weird. Honestly, I always found it to be either really flattering or endearing. Or just inc- almost like, especially when I meet people who 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 have listened to the show, it, it's it's almost like meeting friends I haven't seen in a long time, even if even though it's for the first time. So I've never I've never thought of it as anything re- relatable to 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 weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never thought of it as weird. Everybody that I've met has always been super lovely just over the years. And I think because we've been doing this for so long, we've gotten kind of used to it. I remember the first convention that we went to after MuggleCast started, that was a little weird because it was my first time actually meeting people who listen to the show. Um, but I don't know. I think you guys are lovely. I, I have a great time interacting with you. 
The only thing that is a little strange is when people remember things about the show that I don't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody's like, oh, yeah, you said this thing like back in 2007. And I'm like, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. So that's a little strange. But no, like you guys are awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've The best compliment I've heard about the podcast is that people like hunters describing they feel like were like a group of friends the listeners and the hosts and i think that's really cool and i think it speaks to the type of podcast that we're doing making it personal making it as personal as possible like <laughs> like this episode feels um yeah so i don't find it weird I, I maybe i did at first but i've gotten to understand it because we're podcast listeners too so we know what you're talking about and like i i do feel when you're when you have somebody in your ears week to week and you enjoy listening, it does feel like you're listening to friends because you're consuming this information the same way you would people sitting at a around the table. It's just that you're not responding, at least not yeah. verbally. It is something very intimate, I think. So yeah. It is. I love it. Mm. I love I love it too. I think you guys mm-hmm. said it beautifully. The only time the only time that it ever feels weird to me is when I meet a listener and they bring up something very personal that we discussed on the show. And I realize, oh, fuck, I haven't even told my boyfriend about that. <laughs> so like, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll get like an email or, you know, I'll, I'll run into someone and, you know, be like, Hey, remember that time that like Andrew shit his pants in school and <laughs> you were masturbating on air. And I'm like, Oh, this is great. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's What's your name again. <laughs> that speaks to the fact that I think sometimes when we're doing this, we forget that it's being broadcast to the whole internet. Yeah, that you makes know, it we, good, though. Like, yeah. yeah, no, it totally does. But I think sometimes when we think about like the community of our listeners, we maybe underestimate how far-reaching that is. Yeah, um, which is yeah. good. It keeps us, you know, it keeps us uninhibited. Mm-hmm. So it is cool, though. All right, it is super cool. One more question. This one doesn't have a name on it. Um, if Donald Trump, Ben Carson, or any other Republican candidate were to win the general election, would you leave the country? And if yes, where would you go? I, mean, real- I would not leave. Realistically speaking, yeah, I'm not going to leave. But I would strongly consider it. <laughs> uh, I would stay. I would stay and try to, you know, work really hard to make sure that they got bumped out in the next election. Mm-hmm. I would. I, mean, st- I would stay because I- I'm just. I'm not a fucking asshole. I'm not one of those people that will threaten to leave a country just because one person is in office. It. It's not it's not just the president that controls the the country. And even so, like that's such a childish thing to say in general. We're, we're, I'm not saying this question this person in, in particular at all. I'm saying like all people who like say that. Who say like <laughs> including oh, if, uh, yeah, if uh, <laughs> if if Hillary becomes this and that, I'm going to not vote or if uh, or or yeah, vice yeah. versa. We got you. Yeah, or yeah, it's just so stupid. Like mm-hmm. I just don't understand like how this is even a common feeling with a lot of people These in this country. Two in particular. I mean, especially Donald Trump. He could really I god, I can't even imagine, but it Man, not gonna I don't know, but what 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 will happen though if he becomes in office? I mean, yeah, he it'll won't. be it, it, it'll be for the books. It'll be down in the books. He won't. He's I mean, not going to. 
they're pretty bad, Donald Trump and Ben Carson. But, you know, so was Voldemort. And did Dumbledore leave the country when Voldemort rose to power? No. No, he didn't. So neither would I. Oh, God. (laughs) Lisa is really going to step into character now. He died, too. Let's not forget that. (laughs) Was murdered. Next thing we know, she's going to be like, it is our choices, Harry. It is our choices, Andrew. Far more than our ability to hit record. (laughs) All right. So to wrap up the show today, music recommendations. It's Thanksgiving travel time. 45 million, I think I saw. People are expected to be on the road traveling to family and, you know, for Thanksgiving dinner. So we have a couple music recommendations. Laura, what's yours? So mine is a song called Fear and Delight by a group called The Correspondence. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just a really cool, very catchy song, and I hope you guys like it. Okay. It was not my own volition, but I fell in deep By running the distance I've been advised to keep I trot to the wolf as a doting sheep It's wrong, but I want it tonight Okay, that's cute Wow, wow, Andrew Don't don't hide the fact that you didn't like the song No, it's 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 original It's it's good Yeah, it's yeah. It's different. And I will say, if you get a chance, check out the music video for that song because it's, I can't even describe it. It's just incredibly cool. Okay. Very creative. My song is, this is, a, this is a, on Top 40 Radio right now. It's uh, Love Myself by Haley Steinfeld. I didn't really like her at first because she like had a song in Pitch Perfect too. And I was like, eh. But this song's really good. Uh, next song, Elisa. So this is something different. I know that Thanksgiving, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, can be a little tense with relatives. So I wanted to lighten the mood, have something for you guys that will make you laugh. Um, I warn you, it's not at all PC. This is Little Tiny Mustache by Stephen Lynch. Cute. Extensive files on the Nuremberg trials, and you watch them whenever they're airing. I guess I should have known when you bought a new bone for your puppies named Goebbels and Gary. <laughs> you showed up late to our very first date. I said, how are you? You said, white power. She <laughs> <called me laughs> paranoid, but I'm not overjoyed. When you ask me if I want to shower, I think you're <laughs> a Nazi. Don't be lying, baby. Are you a Nazi? Are you anti-Zion, maybe? Your every dress is... Okay. Well, that'll certainly lighten the mood. I love that. That's hilarious. Mm. <laughs> God. <laughs> and Matt, yours is equally controversial. <laughs> uh, n- no, it's 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 not, but <laughs> thank you. Um, this song is called Roller Coaster by uh, Bleachers. This is a song that I found through, um, through a... A lot of the songs I find uh, is Spotify, and I usually just uh, download a lot of uh, different kind of uh, playlists that they have, and then sometimes I come across a song that I 
really like. And then, you know, I just save it. Like, I, this is not the most interesting story. Yeah, I just okay. like it. Well, here we go. It's got a lot of energy. So, yeah, this is Bleachers. I actually saw them live a couple months ago. And the, the guy who started the band, Jack Antonoff, he was the guitarist in Fun. Tonight. Oh, man. man, his songs are so much better than the other guy. <laughs> that was a fun song, Matt. I like that. Yeah. My, my brother's you. obsessed with this guy. He's 18. Really? So. Oh, man. I had never heard of him before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah, good, cool. though. Yeah, they're good. It's good. All right. Well, that's all we got it for everybody today. Thank you so much for listening. What is our wrap-up song, Elisa? Oh, my God. All right. Our wrap-up song, again, recommending Stephen Lynch to you guys. This is another one of his. This is called Craig. Okay. <laughs> thank you happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving guys happy You're thanksgiving welcome. guys we'll see everybody next week for episode 43 goodbye bye, bye. see ya barabbas and sodomy jesus friends are called apostles those dudes aren't the game <laughs> jesus performs miracles from galilee to rome Brought a fucking lady home <laughs> Because while Jesus is praying Fucking Craig is late